This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how ordinary people are putting their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is produced by Catholic Radio Indy. It covers a wide variety of guests and topics. If you have any comments or suggestions for the program, please contact Bridget. That's B-R-I-G-I-D, Bridget, at catholicradioindy.org or call us at 317-870-8400. And now, here's today's edition of Faith in Action. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer. Hey, Jim. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and being with us. And Bridget, you know we normally try and slip in a little promotional announcement here about how people can support Catholic Radio. And this time of the year, I suspect that a lot of people are buying a lot of things online. Mm-hmm. And we never want to tell you where to shop, how to shop, whatever. But if you're going to be buying anything through Amazon, first do this. Go to Amazon Smile. And you can just Google that or anything like that, Amazon Smile. They're going to ask you what charity you want to support. But if you would, please, put Catholic Radio Indy. Use all three words, Catholic Radio Indy. You only do that once. Only do that once. Then afterwards, anytime you shop on Amazon, no matter what you get, uh, Catholic Radio gets a small percentage. And, of course, we've got uh, a lot of listeners. So if we all do that, hey, it adds up nice, and we get a check each quarter from Amazon. So for everybody who's done that in the past for us, we want to thank you very much. A uh, little reminder to if you signed up before for Amazon Smile to keep using it. And if not, uh, give it a try. Amazon Smile or Smile.Amazon, either one, uh, you'll get it. Or if you put it in any search engine, you'll get to the right place. And remember, Catholic Radio Indy, I-N-D-Y. Catholic Radio Indy, all three words. And hey, thanks. Yes, and uh, we are going to be talking about Bishop Simon Brute College Seminary, and joining us in studio is Father Dan Badel. He is the spiritual director for the seminary, and um, we actually always open the show with a prayer, and so we asked um, Father Dan to do that for us. So Usually gonna... Bridget makes me do it. <laughs> I do, but, uh, you know, hey, we, we've got Father Dan. So we've got a real prayer here, so yeah, let's, we let, do. Let's, let's put Father no to pressure, work, if you right? would. No pressure, right? No pressure. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious Father, um, we recognize that you are the source of every good thing in our life, um, and we give you thanks for the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us. We also recognize that you are always present in our lives. You are always right there uh, leading us and guiding us on. Uh, but so often we get distracted by the things of this life, the busyness of everyday life. We ask that at this moment that we, we take this time uh, to just appreciate your presence here, uh, that you are really right beside us, uh, that you're filling us with your grace, with your blessings, um, that anything that we're dealing with, anything that we're going through, uh, you want to be a part of. Uh, you want us to invite you into your into our life. Uh, we ask that you continue to be a, a blessing to us, that you guide us ever onward uh, to our eternal homeland. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Wow, starting off the starting off your day like that, no matter when you're listening to this or if you're listening to this on demand. I mean, this is this is great stuff. So thank you, Father. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, well, I want we're talking about uh, Bishop Simon Brute College Seminary. I'm guessing there might be some people in our audience who have never heard of this. It's right here in the Indianapolis metro area. Tell us a little bit about, give us an overview and, of it. And before we talk about the semi, uh, seminary, uh, <laughs> <laughs> almost said that wrong, seminary, uh, tell us a little bit about Simon Brute. Who Who is he? 
Yeah. Okay. So the the man Brute, man uh, Bishop Brute, he was the first bishop of Vincennes, um, and so he is originally from France. Um, where he grew up, uh, obviously a very Catholic person, um, but he was sent to the Americas um, uh, as kind of a missionary. He, he began on the East Coast and was a spiritual director himself uh, to one of our saints, uh, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Oh, uh, I did not know that. I know, right? So fun thing. So he, he's on the East Coast. He's doing the spiritual direction, and he was a very prolific reader. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was uh, argued that he had the second biggest library in the United States at the time, the first being Thomas Jefferson's uh, library, mm-hmm. which is massive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was he was known as one of the most uh, intellectual people in the United States at the time. Like he was known by the politicians in Washington D.C. Uh, I think it was John Quincy Adams that that said at that time he was the smartest guy in America. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can imagine this guy who has all these books. He's living on the East Coast, you know, away from his homeland in France. When he gets sent, you know, by the Pope to be the first <laughs> bishop of a little bitty town uh, in this territory, we, we weren't really even a state yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here in this this area in Vincennes. Um, so he had most of what is now Indiana and Illinois. Wow. Um, and back then, of course, they didn't have interstates or cars <laughs> or anything like that. So uh, we actually have a a portrait of him at Brute Seminary, depicting him uh, on horseback, because everywhere he went, that, that mm-hmm. would have been his route, mm-hmm. you know, is, is mm-hmm. getting on a horse, traveling for hours, days, uh, to get from one parish to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was our bishop uh, for five years uh, there at the beginning, and um, and, and passed away in, in his assignment. So um, he became kind of a model uh, for everyone who came after him, what that looks like, just that servant heart of going wherever he needed to mm-hmm. go. Um, acting almost more like a priest than a bishop, visiting the people of God, being with them, performing sacraments, uh, praying with them. Um, and so when the seminary was founded by Archbishop Beekline, uh, he wanted to honor our, mm-hmm. our first sure. bishop. Sure. So. And Archbishop Beekline used to talk a lot about uh, Bishop Simon Brute. And in one of the programs that uh, Archbishop Beekline did on Catholic Radio, he did a quote from Simon Brute talking about, he. I think he was writing a letter back to France about how desolate <laughs> Indiana was and he was saying that it's so desolate there's nothing at all to eat out here and you have to cook it yourself <laughs> wow <laughs> that's rough <laughs> well talk, talk give us a little overview of um, Bishop Simon Brute College Seminary and and I guess like What's the difference between a college seminary and maybe a different type of seminary, or is there a difference? There is. Uh, so uh, a college seminary is uh, normally the first place that a guy right out of high school would begin his seminary journey. So not everyone who joins seminary uh, will go to college seminary, but if they're coming right out of high school, you know, they need to get a college degree. Uh, there are seminaries that exist that that do that for you, that you get your degree, uh, your bachelor's degree in philosophy or Catholic studies or whatever it may be. Um, and then you're also getting your formation uh, to be a, a priest eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, now there are guys that don't go through college seminary because they go to you know Purdue, IU, you know one of the the state universities or wherever, and it's through that time that they discern maybe God's calling me to be a priest. Well, they don't have to go back and and get a college degree again. I mean, they've already got a college degree from wherever they went, um, so they would actually skip Brute and let's say they go to St. Minard, which is a major seminary. Uh, they take two years of what's called pre-theology, so their philosophy classes um, at St. Minerid, and then they enter into uh, the regular studies of theology, uh, which is a four-year program that leads you to priesthood. Uh, so 
it, it's a little confusing, but if you if basically you enter a seminary right after high school, mm-hmm. it's going to be four years of college and then four years of major seminary, so eight years total. Mm-hmm. If you were to go to another college and then discern seminary, so you've do, done four years of college, then you have to do two years of philosophy and four years of theology, so it actually becomes a 10-year program after high school. Mm-hmm. So it's actually faster to go just straight in. <laughs> it's uh, the accelerated program. It kind of is. Yeah, you, you skip two years, basically. Um, but you're in seminary for eight years, while in the other program, you're only in seminary for six years. It's mm-hmm. kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the difference. Now, I assume that uh, a young man in the archdiocese would probably start at Simon uh, Brute Seminary, but not necessarily, I guess. But do you also have people from uh, other than the archdiocese that are at the seminary? Yes, absolutely. So um, we actually serve uh, the Midwest in general. So it's primarily Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, and Illinois uh, are, are the four states that we service. Um, and it's up to individual bishops, you know, where they want to send their seminarians. Um, so throughout the year, you know, we're, we're hosting uh, bishops and vocation directors uh, who already send guys to us just to inform them how their guys are doing, you know, sure. how things are going. Um, but we also have uh, some bishops and vocation directors that come to visit just to see mm-hmm. what Brute's like. You know, is this a place they want to send uh, their guys in the future? But uh, it is a big benefit having it here in Indianapolis because, I mean, this is such a uh, centrally located city mm-hmm. uh, in the Midwest. I mean, mm-hmm. so close to a, a lot of other major cities mm-hmm. um, that I think bishops are, are keen to send guys here because it's easy for them to get back home uh, to take advantage of things like, you know, Holy Week and preparing for Easter and, you know, the Triduum, all those things, uh, Christmas, all these things. It's, it's not a, a huge endeavor for them to go home. Uh, to be a part of what's going on in their diocese. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, we're pretty blessed in that way. We're talking with Father Dan Badel. He is a spiritual director for Bishop Simon Brute College Seminary. And before we got started here, you were just chatting um, with our station manager, Gordon Smith, and you mentioned that you actually attended Simon, Bishop Simon Brute College. So talk about, is it kind of cool to be back? It's it's weird. Um, so I mean, you never you never really left, right? Right. Well, and, and uh, you, you hear this from like you know people who become teachers that mm-hmm. you know when you're a student, like you're like, oh, the teachers they just like live at the school, you know, mm-hmm. and like you know that's their entire life. And then you become a teacher, and you're like, oh, you know, this is totally different than I thought it was. Uh, it's kind of the same. Where when I was a seminarian, like I looked at the formation staff and I was like, oh, you know, they know exactly what they're doing. Like they they've got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm on the other side of it, I'm like. I'm I'm praying to God all the time, like give me the grace to do a good job. Like I don't know what I'm doing. So, um, but uh, it is it is such an awesome thing to um, you know. I went through Brute as a seminarian, and I benefited from it. Like I grew a lot when I was at Brute Seminary. Because I mean, you think about it, you're 18, and then you graduate at the age of 22. Like a lot happens. Yeah. In those years, a lot of maturing happens. You you discover a lot about yourself and who you are and how you relate to things. Um, your relationship with God deepens a ton during that time. So I look back on those years uh, very favorably. Um, now as a priest working at Brute, it's such a blessing to do that for our guys that are there, you know, to see them mature, see them grow uh, during that time. And for me, I, I, every day is just a gift uh, to walk with them in that journey, discerning what is God calling them to? You know, is it priesthood? Is it married life? Is it religious mm-hmm. life? Um, so it's, it's really neat being back at Brute and it's so familiar. It feels like home because I, I lived. I mean, it's a little weird. Uh, when I was at Brute, the first two years I was there, we were still on Marion's campus. Okay, yeah, they're, oh, they're okay. 
connected in a way, sort of. Yeah. Maybe you can talk about that too, but but go on. You you lived there for two years. Yeah. So we, we lived on campus, on Marion's campus in a dormitory, mm-hmm. uh, just like a normal college student would uh, for my first two years there. We had our own hall and we had our own chapel uh, dedicated to the seminary. Um, but after two years, a new building came available to us. Um, and it was the Carmelite Monastery that was just a mile south of Marion University. And it, it's kind of a, a sad story, really, because the Carmelites there uh, were, were dying out. They, they, they weren't getting new membership. Um, the ones who were there were getting older. They couldn't take care of the building. Um, but they really wanted the building to remain in the archdiocese. Mm-hmm. So uh, they worked a deal out with the archdiocese that they would sell it uh, to the archdiocese if they would use it you know, in, in, in a proper way like a seminary. Mm-hmm. So my junior year in college, uh, 2009, uh, we made the move. Uh, to this, and it's a, it's a castle. It is a castle. It is a <laughs> castle. And when I tell people this, they're just like, oh, sure, I'm, I'm sure, you know, it's just a big place. No, no, no. Like, it has towers, and it's got parapets, it's got a gatehouse, it's got a courtyard. The only thing we're missing is a moat and a dragon. We're working on it. Uh, it, it is a castle. And so to live there, um, you really feel um, connected to the Carmelite spirituality and just that deep sense of prayer that goes into that building. Um, so... That's where I lived my last two years in seminary, and that's where we're still at today. So it feels very familiar. It feels it feels like home. We need to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Father Dan Badel, a spiritual director at Bishop Simon Burday College Seminary. So stay tuned for more Faith in Action. You're listening to Catholic Radio Indy, converting the culture to Christ through radio, featuring 100% Catholic programming 24-7. Do your friends a favor. Tell them about Catholic Radio Indy. Alexa, what's the weather forecast for today? Alexa, what time is the Colts game today? Alexa, remind me to pick up the dry cleaning tomorrow. Has Alexa become a part of your daily routine? Then make sure that routine includes Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Quick, easy access to Catholic programming 24-7. Just say, Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Jim Ganley and I are in the studio, and we're talking with our guest, Father Dan Badel. He is the spiritual director. I almost had a brain fade there. (laughs) We're going to talk about spiritual matters, too. Uh, Spiritual director for Bishop Simon Brute College Seminary, and Jim had a question. Well, you mentioned the castle a little while ago, and that's located uh, right off Michigan Road, right? Uh, Cold Spring Road. Cold Spring Road. Yeah. It's okay. near Marion, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just a mile south of Marion University, Cold Spring Road, uh, south of 30th Street. Okay, yeah. all right. And uh, is that something that anybody can drive by and drive on and look at, or is it gated and you have to you know, know the secret word? Yes, it's both. <laughs> so so the, the property, it, it's 17 acres. Wow. Um, and, and part of that was the Carmelites, they, they wanted to be so isolated from the surrounding area that they, they have fields, basically, on either side of the, the complex that uh, extend in either direction so that the apartment buildings are far enough away that you really don't see them mm-hmm. when you're inside wow. the building. Wow. Um, but so you, you can come visit any time um, and, and see the castle and the exterior. We actually, we get people that like, they want to take like their wedding photos <laughs> and, and they, they don't call us ahead of time. Like we oh. just pull up and they're outside the door just taking photos <laughs> of the exterior because it's a castle, you know, yeah. so yeah. Uh, kind of a fairy tale wedding. Um, mm, prom pictures too. Prom oh, pictures. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we get prom pictures. <laughs> Halloween. Oh, people come at Halloween. Oh, that's um, hilarious. So yeah, we get a lot of visitors. 
years. But if anyone wants a tour, mm-hmm. um, you can contact anyone on the formation staff. So Father Joe Moriarty is the rector, Father Andy Cyber is the vice rector, and then I'm uh, the director of spiritual formation. Um, you can get on our website and find our contact information. We love giving tours of that place. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for many years, you couldn't go inside mm-hmm. because with the Carmelites, they were cloistered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really neat to show people the history of the place, why they designed it the way they did for the Carmelites, and then how we've modified it for seminary use. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a really neat place. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one of the things I think that scares people the most about vocations, and you touched on it a little earlier, is discernment. Yeah. That, that people, I think, are afraid that, gee, if I tell anybody that I'm thinking about being a priest and word gets out. (laughs) They're going to put me in there. They're going to lock me in there and I'm not getting out till I'm wearing a Roman collar. Uh, That's not the way it works. Uh, Not at all. No. Uh, And in fact, what what I try to do when I promote the seminary, um, because this is part of my ministry, I go out to various parishes around the archdiocese, talk about Brute, um, raise awareness for it. And and really to clue guys into thinking about, is that a possibility? Um, one of the things I mentioned is that it, it's kind of a, a no-risk game because you you come to seminary and it is the place, it is the place that you're going to figure out where God's calling you. Because if you come there and things are clicking and you're just like, yeah, like this feels right and, and you're really moving along, like it, it's going to engage you in a way that you're going to figure out priesthood, mm-hmm. you know, is, mm-hmm. is where you're meant to mm-hmm. be. You may get there and you're loving what's going on, like you like the prayer life, but you're just like something, you know, just isn't quite mm-hmm. right. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel... Um, you know, that this isn't where God's calling me. And it's just going to become very apparent, you know, that, yeah, you're not meant to be a priest. That's fine. Um, you know, and, and the guys that do end up leaving Brute, um, they don't become priests. Uh, every single one of them that I've ever talked to are thankful for the time that they spent at Brute because it has made them a, a, a better man of God. Mm-hmm. Like it has taught them how to pray well, uh, how to develop a good spiritual life. Um, how, how to relate to other men well in, in spiritual t- conversations and, and just a love of God. Um, and so it forms them not only to be good priests if they pursue that route, but to be good husbands, you know, good fathers, which Lord knows we need those as well Absolutely. in the Catholic Church. So, so to me, like joining seminary, especially college seminary, um, you're still going to be taking college classes. You're going to be getting credits, um, and and it's going to be formative regardless of what your vocation is. So that brings up another question, and, and I have heard that very comment about um, the spiritual formation of the men that are there, no matter what they end up discerning as their ultimate vocation. Do people come to, or do men come to the seminary there not knowing what their call is, or do they, are they really coming there to specifically discern to be um, a priest? So we, we get uh, people from all backgrounds in that regard. So we have some that come and they're, they're very convinced, you know, mm-hmm. that they're, they're called to be a priest. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some that come and, and they have no idea. You know, they're just like, this is something I've prayed about and, and I love the Catholic faith and I, I just want to see if this is where God wants me to be. Um, and, and I okay. will say like, neither of those uh, attitudes coming in will dictate how things end up, right? So, <laughs> so true. You know, we got guys that come in and they're they're convinced. You know, this is show where God, God's calling. Show me. God your five year plan. And right, exactly. You want to make him laugh? Exactly. Or something. Yeah, yeah. You want to make God laugh? <laughs> tell him your plans. And and it's so true. Like we got guys that are convinced. You know, they're going to be a priest and they come in and then they realize, well, no, like God has other things in store for me. Um, and, and that's a good thing. You know, that's obviously a good thing to figure out where, where God wants you to be. And then the guys that they're unsure, like they come and then they fall in love with the place. Um, and that, that was kind of, you know, true for me when I joined, um, that I, I came and I, I, I kind of have an inkling, you know, that I wanted to be a priest, but I didn't know. And mm-hmm. then when I got there, it just, it just started to click. I mean, it, it just, 
uh, it fit like a glove and mm-hmm. and here I am today so now capacity wise how big is Simon Brute how many do you have how many can you have do you turn people away sometimes how does that work yeah so uh, we've done some renovations over the years uh, to expand uh, the seminary building itself so our max capacity is 52 uh, so we we will never get super huge, mm-hmm. you know, as a seminary, which is good because it means that the guys are in close proximity. You know, sure. they they uh, have to learn to live together. <laughs> uh, we kind of talk about seminary being like a rock tumbler, where you put a bunch of rocks in there and then they, they just beat each other up. Mm-hmm. You know, but th- but then by the end of the process, they're all smoothed out. You know, they're very mm-hmm. nice. So um, we don't want to be too big. Uh, our average size is really around like 30, 35 mm-hmm. is what we want to be. Because of COVID, um, we're still kind of recovering from that. So sure. right right now, our numbers, we're about 23 uh, seminarians right now. Uh, we're looking to have a few transfers come in uh, this next semester. So that'll boost our numbers a little bit. Um, but uh, we're hoping that now that things are clearing up and our vocation directors are getting back out into the schools and, and visiting with families, uh, we may see those numbers start to increase again. So, so you are actually the director of spiritual formation, which is like bigger than just the spiritual director, though you right. probably are the spiritual director too, right? Yes. So it's, it's kind of two titles in one. I want to go back to discernment a little bit because we have a lot of people in our audience that, you know, maybe they're women, whatever state in life that they are, they we're all kind of discerning God's will. So do you have any thoughts that, that you could share for people in terms of discernment as to we should all be discerning what God wants us to? to be doing in our life, not just our specific vocation, but then just within our vocation, you know? So do you want to make some comments about that? Uh, sure, and then absolutely. A, a part two to that question, because we've got about six minutes left, is um, how can people support your ministry and, and help if they know someone that is might really be discerning for the priesthood? So kind of a two-part question, and yeah. you've got about six minutes to answer <laughs> <Yeah>. both. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously with discernment, the, the key is prayer. I mean, it, it just is. So like, I think as human beings, a lot of times we, we try to play, you know, the, I'm going to make a chart and I'm going to have pros and cons, you know, mm-hmm. for the decision I'm going to make, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we try to reason through it. We use our logic and, and all that's good. You know, like you, you still should do that. Like that, that's a very positive thing. Um, but these are the things that when you're discerning well, you take to prayer and, and you, you go to God and you put it before him and you're like, God, like, what, what do you desire for me? <laughs> And that's actually crucial the four, because a lot of times we think, we, we go to God and we say, what do you desire of me? Mm-hmm. Like, what can I do for you? And it's like, that that's not the right way to ask it, because God wants to give us the gift um, in our life of being closer to him. And so when we discern, we're trying to figure out, how do I do that well? Sure. Um, so God, what do you desire for me? And there are going to be moments in prayer where you're going to feel very, very close to God. Uh, we call those moments of consolation, you know, where things just click and and there's a peace of mind that comes with that and and you just you just know like there there's a definitive knowing yes like I'm I'm on the right path or I'm not on the right path and mm-hmm. I need to make a change in my life um that will always happen in a moment of consolation when you're close to God now that's not all the time like a lot of times we have prayer we're heading to desolation next <laughs> yeah, you got this yeah uh, <laughs> I we, don't want to be there but oh, I feel it, like I'm there so, most of the time that, yeah exactly that dryness in prayer Big where you're question just, mark here yeah and you're like God where are you you know like I'm praying and I don't feel you I don't I don't feel closeness uh, and the trick is not to make a change in your life when you're in desolation because mm-hmm. a lot of times when we're desolate we're like well I need to change something because things aren't good in my prayer life and it's like no 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 God wants you to be there because it's a place of growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like when a toddler's learning to walk, 
the parents a lot of times will like step further away from the mm-hmm. child so that they have to walk further. Like if they just picked them up after two steps, well, they never learn how to walk, you know? True. So, um, so God does the same thing. He appears further away from us. He's really not, he's right there. Um, but it forces us to walk. So desolation is a time of growth, but it's not a time to change our life or to ch- make a big change. Uh, we wait for those moments when we're close to God. We can feel where he's actually calling us. That's true for big V vocations when we're talking about priesthood, marriage, uh, or uh, religious life. But it's true for even the small things in life that you really should be taking these things to prayer and then waiting to hear a response from God. And then what about people listening in our audience? Um, how can they support or foster um, a religious vocation or um, call to the priesthood with they know why not help uh i would give the same response prayer (laughs) prayer is huge uh Uh, so like when i go on the road and i talk about seminary um prayer is the biggest thing that we need and i think a lot of times we're just like well aren't we already doing that it's like yeah but we could always do more uh we can always offer more prayer uh if you know someone in your life uh a young man that that may be discerning priesthood uh the first thing i would say is is don't pressure him like and that, that happens a lot where as we mentioned you know beforehand like someone wants to become a priest and, and people just like smother him and mm-hmm. just like, and he feels so pressured to go that it's not even a free choice yeah. anymore mm-hmm. when he joins the seminary. And I think this is especially true for parents um, that are very, very Catholic. Like they're so excited, mm-hmm. you know, to hear this from their son. Um, but the biggest trick really is to be supportive, like just to say, hey, that's great. I'm going to pray for you. And then let them have the freedom, you know, to make that choice. Um, now, if you if you know a young man that has those qualities that you want to see in a priest, um, Go up to him and say something like say have you ever thought about being a priest because so many times when god speaks to us it's through family members and close friends that we know and and that young man may even be praying about priesthood and say god give me a sign like show me something that's going to push me in that direction then you show up and say hey have you ever thought about being a priest and they're like that's mm-hmm. it. And you also you, you suddenly are the voice of God for that young man. Sure. That's um, more of a little nudge than a push. Exactly. Yeah. It's a nudge, not a push. Um, and so those things are very, very helpful for young men uh, to feel supported and, and to feel that they have the freedom to make that choice. We've just got a couple minutes left, but just real quick, um, you have an event called um, Storm the Cap uh, Castle yes. <laughs> that, r- that runs ongoing. Talk real quick about that and then give us your website. Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, Storm the Castle is an event that we host uh, once a month on Wednesday nights uh, where young men from around the archdiocese uh, can attend and we have dinner uh, provided, which it's always a great meal. Uh, we have volunteers that come and cook for us. So it's this homemade meal that's it's just amazing. Uh, and then they get a chance to hear some of the vocation stories of our seminarians, you know, guys that have already made it to seminary and they're discerning priesthood. Um, and then they get a tour of the castle. So they, they get to walk around and see what we have uh, at the castle. They get to see uh, just a, a snippet of what life in seminary looks like. And if they have any questions, this is a great place uh, to talk to not only the formation staff, but to seminarians who are actually living that life. Um, yeah. We are out of time, but um, if you could uh, give the website and then close the interview with a blessing. Absolutely. So uh, the website... Uh, that you can visit is bishopsimonbrute.org, um, and that's all lowercase and uh, spelled out. Um, and on that website, we have a lot of information about the seminary, but also um, just a lot of things about our seminarians. Uh, we also have a newsletter that goes out, um, I think, quarterly, and so you can get on that as well. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Then, and then a, a quick final blessing for our listening audience. Absolutely. The Lord be with you and, and with, with your, your spirit. spirit. May Almighty God bless you, Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. You've been listening to Faith in Action, 
the program that looks at how ordinary people are putting their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is produced by Catholic Radio Indy. This program and all Faith in Action programs can be heard or downloaded as podcasts from catholicradioindy.org. If you have a comment or suggestion for guests or topics for the program, please contact Bridget. That's B-R-I-G-I-D, Bridget at catholicradioindy.org or call us at 317-870-8400. This program has been pre-recorded.